0: heal us, you deliver us, you mold us oh God and you conform us of God to your holiness in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit will we welcome you into this atmosphere. Come and be the Lord and the master of this assembly. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. God bless you. Amen. Oh, I said, amen. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? All right. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, 2 to 3. If then you were raised with Christ, seek, somebody says seek. Seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above. Not on things on earth. For if, for you died and your life is hidden in Christ, in God. Amen. Now we said the word seek in that first verse is the word radaph Hallelujah. radaph Amen. If you were raised with Christ, radaph those things which are above. Hallelujah. And the definition for Radaf is to be behind and to follow after or pursue. But I like this third definition which means persecute. Radaf means persecute or pester. Have you ever wanted something badly from somebody that you pestered them and pestered them, pestered them until they could not but give you that thing? Ah, there's a scripture where Jesus said that a man was asleep in his house with his children and his wife, and a friend came and banged on the door, and kept banging and kept banging. And um, he says that the friend wouldn't have gotten up, but he said that because of the Persistent and continuous banging on the door, he got up and he asked his friend, What do you want? And his friend said, A friend, a visitor has come from a far country and I have no food. Can you give me some bread? Please. And he said, I am asleep. Go away. My children are with me in bed. That he would not, but because of the importunity, persistence, continuous pursuit for bread and food, the guy had to wake up, open the door, and give him that thing. Hallelujah. So to Radav after God is to persecute him. Keep Searching, keep seeking, keep knocking, keep chasing, keep banging until he opens the door and lets you in. To pursue, to put to flight, to chase like a dog. Ah, Sometimes the reason why we don't encounter God is because we, we just start to chase and we get fed up of the chase and we stop. I think last week I demonstrated when somebody was trying to chase and then one, two, the twist and turns was a little bit too much, so they stopped. See, God is always twisting and turning. He's not at one place. He's not straightforward to get. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. So you have to chase hard after him or else you will give up. Amen. Or else you will stop. and and in Colossians he says that if you have been purchased by Christ then you have to radaf. are you with me you have to radaf the things that are above where God is you cannot be partial in your quest for God you cannot be partial in your pursuit of God you have to learn how to follow hard after him I don't know whether I'm talking to the right church I'm trying to find my church you have to learn how to chase hard. We sing a song: "I'm chasing after you, no matter what or I have to do." Ah, uh. you see, we sing that song, but we don't understand. You see, to chase after somebody. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know whether you understand what it means to chase after somebody. I won't go there today. But in a race, when somebody is ahead and you really need a gold medal and you need to chase after the person, you shut down your. Tiredness. You don't, you don't allow your knees to detect whether you have to get the gold medal or not. You don't let your heart and the heat inside of your heart to, 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 to detect whether you will get a gold medal today or not. You block the pain. You block the pain. You know, most times, middle and long distance runners, the last uh, uh, the last lap is always the fastest. Why? Because they know what is at stake, and they need to chase after, because it, it, it determines the whole race. It's not how you start. It's not how you go in the middle. It's the last lap that is most important. It's the time that you need to learn how to radaf for the gold medal. If you are seeking the gold medal, so, some people will just, after a while, they say, no, this is not for me today. And they give up. Those who can say that will not give up, but will chase they are the ones that receive. Are you with me? What I'm trying to let you understand is that in the things of God, everything in the things of God, it's that that, that principle applies. You want to you want to receive something from God miraculously. You've got to radaf. It is not lying around. If you want a gift of God, you have to radaph. It's not lying around. If you want a blessing from God, you have to radaph. It's not lying around. Anything you want from God, it takes a fight. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the people that are radafing, they are the ones who gain from God. Hallelujah. That is why that man lay by the pool of Bethesda for 38 years. He was not hungry enough for healing. And the reason why I know that he was not hungry enough is that even when the healer came, he was more interested in self-pity than solution. And most of us are like that. We are more interested in setting a pity party that you invite only yourself to mop and to wallow in what you don't have. Your prayer is all pity party. It is not chasing after God. I don't know whether I'm talking to the right church. Hallelujah. And that is why we lack Some of these, we lack God's presence. That is why we struggle to get anything from God. We all want the blessings of God, but not all of us are hungry or thirsty enough for it. So when Satan puts an impediment or puts a a waiting period between us and the blessing, we give up before the blessing comes. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want you want the mega church, but from now to the time the mega church comes, you have to learn how to adapt. Uh, I don't know whether you, you understand. What I'm you have to learn how to adapt, and you don't have to be tired, and have to look around you and be poor. Me, mm, and give up. And give up. You, you have to be thirsty. You have to be hungry. You have to be searching until God comes. In life, those who succeed, those who become blessed, are those who never give up. For most of us in this room, when it comes to our profession, when it comes to our businesses, we know how to radar for whatever. But when it comes to the things of God, we lose that hunger. Is that like if God will bless me, God will bless me. I don't, it doesn't take all that. Listen, it takes all that. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. It takes all that for God to bless you. Uh, He can't just, oh Lord, you pray a dinner table type of prayer for marriage. No, it doesn't happen like that. (laughs) You get dinner type of dates of a husband. (laughs) Uh, I don't know whether I'm talking to the right church. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to educate you in the things of God. I always say this and when I say it a lot of people think I'm joking. When I was looking for a wife to marry, I fasted and prayed every day for 6 months, 3 hours a day for just one thing. And you see For me, it was easy because I was going to make the choice. And the candidates for choice was not not in short supply. Do you understand what I'm saying? But the one that is going to take me to where I need to go, that was in a very short supply. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. So I needed to radaf the face of God for that one. Are you getting what I'm saying? Whatever you're looking for, When it has to do with the things of God, it takes radar. That's why Paul is saying that, set your mind on the things above, not on the things on earth. Things on earth are so easy to get. You see them, you can manipulate and get it. Earthly things. But spiritual things, the principle remains the same. Hallelujah. For you died and your life is hidden in Christ. Amen. In 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, it says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and radduff my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. Hallelujah. Now, this time, this type of uh, scripture, anytime we read it, we think about a country, we think about... Uh, what do you call it, Uh, 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 a city, a congregation, or anything, but your land is you. Your finances is your land. Your marriage is your land. Your children is your land. Anything, your health is your land. Anything that has to do with you is your land. So let's read the scripture again. If you are called by God's name, will humble yourself and pray, and pursue, persecute, chase, radaf, my face, turn from your wicked ways. Then will I hear. The word then is a conditional clause, which means that it, everything that came before, has the conditions that came before will have to be met before the conditions after all the... Blessings after will be achieved. I, I, you get, get what I'm saying. Then will I hear from heaven and heal your land. Yeah, I don't know whether you getting what I'm saying. If you do this, then I will do this. If you don't do it, I will not do this. If you don't adopt me, you will not get the blessing. Could it be the reason why the blessings we have been looking for from God, we haven't received as yet? Because our seeking and our chasing is not at the right. Um, I don't know whether you are getting. I said to you last week that we are going to look at um, Apostle Paul today, isn't it? All right. Come with me to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. We are going to start from verse verse 2. Or let's start from verse 1. Philippians chapter 3. He says, finally. You know, when anybody is talking and says finally, what does it mean? It means that he has said a lot of things. But he's trying to sum up or conclude. Do you understand? And the conclusion is usually a summary of everything that he said. I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. So it's that finally my brethren rejoice in the Lord for me to write the same things to you is not tedious but for you it is safe so he's saying that these things I'm saying I've said it before but I'm saying it because you need to be aware you need to get um, the emphasis right so that you can take them seriously amen next verse beware of dogs someone say beware of dogs Ah, say it again, beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of their mutilation. Let's go on, let's go. I'll come and explain all these things. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the same spirit. Rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Quickly, let's go on, quickly. I'll come and explain everything. Though I am also, though I also might have confidence in the flesh. If anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so. Circumcised on the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, Hebrew of Hebrews, concerning the law, a Pharisee. He is giving us his nomenclatures concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning righteousness, which is in the law, blameless. Ah. But the things that I gained, to me these I have counted loss for Christ. Read on. We are going to verse 16, so hurry up. Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having my own righteousness which is in the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already attained, but, or I'm, already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I cannot myself to have apprehended but one thing I do, forgetting the things which are behind and reaching forward for those things which are ahead. I press towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus Therefore, let us, as many as are matured, have this mind. If if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. So he's giving us a certain rule that we have to walk by. Amen. And this is in the quest of attaining Christ. Are you with me? He says that in the quest to attain Christ, finally, my brethren, if you want to attain Christ, if you want to be perfected, if you want to have a certain uh, acquisition of the presence of God, a certain blessing from God, then you must understand that there are some rules that you need to follow. You need to have a certain mindset. Hallelujah. You need to have a certain type of thinking if only you want to achieve perfection in Christ. Number one, beware of dogs. Someone say beware of dogs. Beware of dogs. Now these dogs are creatures. These dogs are not friends. These dogs are there to dissuade and are there to bite you. I was wondering where the, who these dogs were and how to find these dogs. How many want to find these dogs? I wanted to know who these dogs are. Because sometimes, you see, when you read the Bible, you can read it in, in text form. I always say that I'm not smart. I'm not a very sharp, clever person. So when I read it in text form, it just goes over my head. But when I, I read it in picture form, then I catch everything. Are you with me? Because when I watch a movie once, I can tell you the movie from beginning to end. When you di- I drive to a place once, it doesn't matter how many years after, I can drive straight to the place. Because once I see, it enters. Pictu- uh, pictorial form, I, it enters. I, I just have it. So when I'm reading, I read in picture form. It makes sense wow. to me. Do you get it? I, I'm talking about me. Once, once um, I see the picture, it registers. Are you Are you getting it? And I got I got a a, a, a strange message today. Somebody said, "Ah, hello from the past." I said, eh? <laughs> "Who is this person?" The then. I went to see the picture. I went to see the picture of the person from the past, from the past. <laughs> and then I said, to, I responded by saying that the face looks familiar, but I don't remember you. The then she said, "Oh, from Hemel Hempstead." As soon as she said Hemel Hempstead, I remember the exact house and how to drive to that house. I went to that house twice or three times. This was from nineteen (laughs) ninety one. I remember I was in uni at the time, and um, my friend came to pick me from my flat. He said, "Oh, he's got some girl. The girl's in Hemel Hempstead, but the girl has some a sister who is very gobby. So it's like he wanted me to go with him so I can block the sister so that he can." All right, all right, all right. All right. I don't know why I told this story. I don't know why I told you this story. So I remember we drove there. I mean, right now if you give me a car and say I should drive to the house, I'll find it. I'm saying because when I have a picture, I can. You understand? So when I saw this scripture, I was looking at a gate that has inscription: "Beware of dogs." And you see, you can, you can assume, because yeah. if, you, if you come from a certain part of the world where I come from, Sometimes when you see beyond dogs, it can be a bluff. Yes, yes. Sometimes it's just a chihuahua that is there. <laughs> <laughs> or it can be an Afro dog that you can kick. <laughs> you, you know, there are some dogs that a cat is even scarier than <laughs> But if you also call their bluff and you enter with the beware of dogs and a certain dog uh, comes out, then you will regret going in. You know, so I was saying to myself that I don't want to call the bluff and walk through. When he says beware of dogs, let us find these dogs first. Acts chapter 20. That's where the dogs are. I thought I would just show you where the dogs are. How many are ready to see these dogs? (laughs) Acts chapter 20, from 28. These these dogs are there. Therefore, take heed. Beware. Have you seen Beware of Dogs again? Take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers and shepherds of the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves, a type of dog, dog. find a, a savage wolf for me, a picture of a savage wolf. You see that it's a type of dog. Will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw disciples after themselves. So now that tells me who these dogs are and what they are up to. These dogs are people. They are not, look for a picture of a savage wolf for me. These dogs are people. Someone say people. That come and they are, Total or their main aim is to take you away. And what do they do or how do they do? How do they achieve their goal? He's saying that they speak perverse things. They come with accusations. They come with memories and complaints. They come, have you not seen? Yeah, look at, look, at, look at the picture. <laughs> Leave the picture there. Don't take it off. These, these people are in the church. These people are in the church. These people are in this church. If you really want to serve God and you don't know how to be well, these people, you will not serve God for a long time. Don't leave it there till I tell you so. You can look away. But I don't want you to look. I want you to see so that when somebody starts to talk to you and say, nye, 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 you see this picture and then to register to you. That's why I'm leaving it there. Listen, when people come, can't you see that they don't like you? Can't you see that, you know, uh, uh, anytime Reverend Chris is using an uh, example, they never call you. Can't you see that when they want anybody to do anything, you are not the one they call. Because you are not the favored one. You are not the... <laughs> that is a wolf. Beware of dogs. Paul was saying that beware. if you want to attend Christ, beware of dogs. Because these dogs are not your friends. Some people who come to bite or some people who come to they are not your friends. See, most of the people who do this, they never leave the church. But they'll bite you and you will leave. And they are still here. But they are biting more people. And they never go. Uh, Listen, I've been doing this work for a long time. I've been doing this work for a very, very long time. And I can tell you that uh, there are a lot of wolves. I've seen them. I have a message I preach. I don't think I've preached in this church before. But one day I'll preach it. Pictures of the church. A portrait of the church. To show you the type of people who are in the church. (laughs) And which category you fall in. I've never preached that message in this church before. But it's a message I've preached in all the churches that I've pastored. I don't think I've preached it here. Picture or portrait of the church. You see these people... These people are, are, you see, when, when the, the portrait is, you see, when you have like a, a group picture, everybody's smiling. "Cheese." If you look at the picture, you won't be able to identify who is what. Are you with me? But by the time we go through the whole picture from the Bible, you will see everybody and you will see yourself where you fall in that portrait. Remind me, one of these days I will preach that message. Or maybe a preacher at the camp. Maybe. Listen. He says that, he, what, did he, what did Paul call them? Savage wolves. They, they are not friends. Have you not realized that sometimes somebody bites you with an accusation you can't serve God again? It affects you. It's not only in this church. Whatever church you go to, that bite never leaves you. Because those type of people, they are not in just to drive you from this church. They want to drive you from the faith, from God. Satan employs them. Employs their services. They are in the church. They will never leave the church. But they will tell you every horrible thing that is in the church. If the church was that bad, why are you still here? And when they finish, they'll go and smile and laugh with the pastor. <laughs> yeah. And it says that from amongst you. I've seen it from amongst you. Some are from external, Some are from right amongst us. Just the one thing. About 20 million things have been done good for you. The one thing that wasn't done for you, that is the one thing that you become a crusader, biting everybody because that thing was not done. And because of that, many lose their faith. See, many of the people here, their faith is because of this church. Their faith is not well grounded as yet. It's growing faith. They are now learning Christ. They have not so learned. They are now learning. So, a bite from somebody they are looking up to. That is a wolf that... That thing is a shepherd, but it's a wolf. So, from amongst the shepherds will come wolves. That's what the scripture. Did you read it? Did you read, ask? Ask twenty twenty nine. Did you see it? From among you, a captain, a shepherd, who is a wolf. They are appointed as shepherds, but they are wolves. And they come to bite you. You see, a bite is something that leaves a scar. The bite can heal. The scar can heal. But it's only any little scratch. It opens the whole wound again. For some of us in this place, you've been bitten by somebody. Elsewhere. Many, many years ago, but you are still carrying that bite. A little scratch, the wound opens up again. And you see, these wolves are werewolves. When they bite you, they inject their poison and you also become a wolf. So you see that you also carry that same spirit. Now wherever you go, you also you become a biter because they have injected that that venom has been injected into you. Uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So you also become a biter, and you don't even know why you are biting. It's because you have been bitten. How can we pursue God in any place where there are wolves? You are preaching, Reverend. So. Contention, contention will never cease. Contention will never cease unless you, ha- you drive out the dogs. There are some people who when they leave the church, I rejoice. Oh, yes. Listen, I've been doing this work for a very long time. And I can tell you that there are some people when you leave the church, the church grows bigger. The church is healed. Because they are he- the church is healed and they grow bigger. As soon as- And when they are here, they are very busy. But they are the reason why the church is not growing. I'm not talking about this particular church. I'm talking about, listen, I've started over 22 churches. Me. And I'm telling you, I can point every church and the story and the people. The, first, the time this person left, our church moved from this number to that number. When that person left, our church moved from that number to that number. There was a brother in this particular church. He will never go on visitation. He will never ever do anything. Anytime you ask him to do something, he will never do it. Everything you give him to do, he has a complaint. Then one day, he moved in with a girl. They were not married. They were shaking up. And oh, can I finish my story? If you are not ready, let me change it. I can preach another message. Uh, listen, I have so many messages. I can swap the message right now. It's not a problem at all. I can swap a message, now and preach another message. I don't have a problem. Mm. I've been doing this job for a long time. So I don't need to prepare a message. Honestly, I don't need to prepare a sermon. I can, as I'm standing, I can change three sermons. It's easy. And you know, we will not condone what is wrong. So we brought him in. I say, you can't do this here. This place is not a place that can accept this nonsense. We don't do that here. Maybe next door, but not here. So this thing, not here. See, I, one thing I'll never do, you'll never hear me do, is to come and preach your problem from the pulpit. I don't have time for you. I will not, I'll, I'll, but I'll haul you out of the church and take you to the office, because I'm not afraid of you, then I'll beat you there me and you. I'll whip you for real. Yeah, and then when I finish, I'll say, clean your face. Now, get out. <laughs> yeah, but I will not come and stand here. And, oh, you see, some people, no, no, I don't, I'm not that type of preacher. Some people, they the no no, 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 no. I know who the person is. I won't come and waste all of your ears to address one person. No, no, no. I'll pull you out. When I pulled this guy out, the guy all of a sudden knew everybody's house. Suddenly. Suddenly and visited every member of the church. church Because I you the church was very small. He He was evangelizing one after the other, why they should leave the church. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not telling you a story that is far-fetched. It was this particular church. Exactly ten years ago. Exactly 10 years ago. Your Kiran keeps all the data, I don't Yeah. If I'm to tell you where he is today. Because, you see, you can't destroy, Jesus said you cannot kick against the pricks. You can't destroy God's church. You can try, but if it's really God's church, you, I, I'll be sorry for you. And he was determined that he won't leave the church, but he will make sure the church closes down. How dare me confront him on such, personal on such a matter? I remember the, I think, two or three Sundays, he was expecting that the church would finish. Because I thought the church was not that. So he expected that his poison was strong enough to kill everybody. So he came to church late, hoping that he would come and meet an empty church. And when he came, the people were sitting there. And then he started to make noise in the foyer, trying to. So one of the, I think it was Dr. Hagan just hauled him from there. I was in the office. But, Pastor, this guy is making noise. Then he brought him, pushed the guy in, and closed the door. <laughs> so me and <laughs> I won't tell you what happened. <laughs> but, but needless to say, that the day the guy left the church, within a few weeks, our church doubled. Because all of a sudden there was stability. Because any time there are dogs... dogs are very selfish. They don't just bite for the sake of biting. Anybody who's telling you something accusing, ask yourself, why are they doing this? Why are they telling you this? Would you stand for somebody to wee-wee on you? Sorry. Would you do that? Somebody comes and goes, shh, on your feet. And you are standing there to listen. So why would you let somebody tell you a lot of nonsense? about the church. I saw somebody about the, in the church. Why would you allow yourself to become a receptacle of somebody's somebody's vomit? I won't open my palms for you to vomit in. No no matter how much I love you, I won't do that. So why would I open my palm for you to vomit? In? If you don't want the church, there are two doors exit doors. There are fire about five fire exit doors all over the place. If it's not there, nobody in this place has been shackled to any, any, any what do you call a chair here. If you think this place is not the place for you, there are a lot of places. I will show you different churches that will match your because remember before you came, we we're doing church and after you leave, we'll still be doing church. Have you not realized that people are very selfish and they want the church to, we should stop, bring every standard down for them to be able to climb. If you won't bring the standard down, then you are the bad person. Why should we bring the standard down? The word of God is the word of God. The standard remains the same. We are trying to be like God. We are trying to have the standard. That's what Paul is saying, that we are trying to attain Christ. How can we attain Christ by lowering the standard? And when we we'll not lower the standard, then you are pointing fingers at us and accusing us. If you don't have a heart for it, you can't be a pastor. If you, don't, if you don't want people to say bad things about you, you can't be a pastor. I learned that a long time ago. And I've been telling my pastors that don't want to be a popular person. Yeah, let people throw. Because if you don't allow yourself to become the one they throw mad at, you will never ever achieve anything. Because you always be breeding drugs, trying to please. And you see, dogs, when you're feeding them, they like you. The day you stop feeding, like, they'll, att- they'll turn run and attack you. Yeah. So you don't gather wolves as puppies, <laughs> as pets. You don't keep wolves as pets. You don't keep, you don't keep wolves as pets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I always tell my, my colleague bishops, I tell them, that, listen, the reason why we do camp, is to immunize the ones who are here and weed out the wolves. Because a church that has less wolves will grow. A church that has more wolves will never grow. You can not eliminate them, but you can minimize them. See as I'm talking now, all of you are being immunized. So when somebody comes and Mm, then you remember the picture. <laughs> I see your face. I see it. <laughs> Immediately you say, <"Hey." laughs> This one. Uh, no, Acts chapter 20 verse 29. You are there. You are, you are there. Uh, and uh, Colossians 3, 2. Beware of dogs. Philippians 3, Philippians 3, 2, yeah. Dogs. It's a whole sermon. It's a whole sermon. It's a whole sermon I preach. I have the message. Pastor Sam, I'll send you that message. I have it here. Beware of dogs. I've preached it before. Listen. If you don't want. There's a scripture in Psalms. It says that. What's the word? That word escapes me. Separate close friends. A A tail bearer. Separates close friends. An accuser will always separate you from your source of blessing. The Pharisees always told, accused Jesus, this one is a blasphemer. That one was the source of salvation, source of miracle for the rest of the people. But whilst Jesus was trying to bless the people, in their midst, the, the, the uh, Pharisee say that this man is a friend of sinners. If he was a holy man of God, he would know that the woman touching him is an adulterous woman. See? And the people who accuse, they, are, they look very, very, sound very, very, very holy. very spiritual. And they come with a a lot of spiritual things. If he was a man of God, he would know. If he was really anointed, he would know. If he was really called, he would know. You that you are anointed and you are called, what have you done? My sister, my sister used to say something says, and when somebody's bragging to you, look at the shoes they are wearing. <laughs> uh, when you look at the feet and you look at the shoe, because the shoe has, is tired. You know, in a certain part of the, the world, there are people who walk a lot. Their shoes are always very tight, but they kick a lot of stones. <laughs> so the. The shoe has gone a certain way. When the person is talking, look at the shoes. The shoe will tell you whether it's a somebody you must listen to or not. <laughs> when they put, uh, what do you call it, talking and the shoe has gone, the, the shoe has made them bow-legged. You know that this person, what is talking, doesn't even understand. <laughs> you know, they come with political speeches. Hmm. We've here, we know some of these things. You, you don't know. You don't know the system. You have just come. (laughs) Then they bring a lot of suggestions, a lot of innuendos. "Hmm." It's not everything that we talk about. It's not everything we know that we say. (laughs) Those are all bites. Those are all bites. Hmm. Don't go in too deep. These these people, hmm, you have just come. You don't know They bite you. And it's a bite that will still be walking, still be limping, but you don't know you've been bitten. And as you're walking and walking, you are turning into a werewolf yourself and you don't even know. Before you know, you started biting people and you don't even understand why you are biting people. You, Satan has engaged you, your services to spoil the kingdom of God, to spoil the church of God. and you wonder why. See, there's a lot of people who want the church to grow and they wonder why the church not growing. It's because of you. You are a wolf. You are biting people. And you see, the, the, the growth of the church is commensurate to the number of wolves or the lack thereof. You can, if there are fewer wolves, the, the flock will increase. If there are a lot of wolves, the flock will remain small because they are chopping the flock. Oh, you, oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And you see, if you are not if you are someone who's not afraid who is afraid to confront wolves, the church will finish. If you are a pastor who wants to win popularity contests. You will not have a church left. We with, um, I, are you getting what I'm saying? Vanessa, you want uh, a big choir? You have, to not, you have nice. to not be nice to wolves. Oh. No, 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 no. You don't, you don't pet wolves. Because <laughs> wolves, be they, 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 they grow bigger teeth. They are not domesticated animals. <laughs> you can never domesticate a wolf. It's only a matter of time the wolf will bite you. Pitbull terriers. You don't keep savage wolves as pets. I, I you get what I'm saying, oh you people we can't can't finish this is the first I, I, have, a, <laughs> I have about i have about eight of them to do. <laughs> this is number one <laughs> How many have seen the wolves make sure that you are not a woeful. Make sure you are not a wolf. I'm not a dog. Make sure. Oh, put the picture, put the picture back. Yes. Hey. Listen. 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 Uh, 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 uh. How many have learned something today? believe you me, believe you me, if we want to see Jesus, remember that the goal of Paul was what? To see Jesus, isn't it? At the end of the day, what would we want? We want to attain, be conformable to him. And he's saying that the first person you must deal with, how does he see Jesus? You want to see miracles in the church. You want to see prosperity. You want to see peace. You know, when, uh, 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 was it last Sunday, all the nice testimonies were listening to, these testimonies are stolen by wolves. Because, see, for everything to happen, faith must correspond to faith. I have faith that when I pray, you be healed. You also must have commensurate faith. To believe that my prayer was going to work. For it to work. But if she tells you that, oh, this man, hmm, you don't know. I've been here longer than you. And he said, immediately, I have the same faith. When I speak, your faith is now, has been bitten. So you are now suspicious. That is why nothing works for you. And he confirms what he has said. That this place, before you realize, it's like, no, this place is actually not a good place. Then you to start biting at this. There's no, there's no power. There's no this. There's no that. Then before you realize. So you see, people that steal testimonies, people's blessings, they are people who are always accusing have you not realized there's no love in the church? There's no nonsense. What do you mean by there's no love in the church? You yourself that you are talking, do you have love? If you have, because if you know what the Bible says, the Bible says, love covers a multitude of what? So if you have love in yourself, and you are in a place, and you know that there is no love, you should be the one who spreads the love, not the one who is to point that there is no love. Have you seen a wolf? So those type of people, we don't, we are not nice to explain things to them. No. not unless I don't know you. If I know you, I'll pull you out. And I'll quarantine you. Stand to your feet.